G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever been in a place where the money's run out, or the food's run out, or or your energy's run out? Whatever it is, it's run out. And you think to yourself, could Jesus ever show up in this place? Would he ever do a miracle for me? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at signs, wonders, and miracles from a different perspective. Some years ago, I was listening to a man who'd founded a large Christian radio network in the US. He's not directly involved in it anymore, but it's one of the big ones, hundreds of stations. These days, it looks hugely successful, and it is. But as he was talking, he took me back to the early days when he started his first radio station. They were humble beginnings. The man, his wife and their family put everything on the line. They didn't yet have many supporters. Things were incredibly tight. And one day it came to the point where they didn't have enough money and they didn't have any food in the house. The kids were coming home from school and he and his wife didn't know what they were going to do and how they were going to feed their children. Imagine, you put it all on the line for Jesus and he leaves you in this situation. As a husband and father myself, I so empathise because we guys are... And we're kind of programmed to be the providers and the protectors of our families. Not being able to feed them is devastating. His eyes became misty as he told us the story, and and mine became misty too as I listened. So what did he do, he and his wife? They sat down in despair on the kitchen floor, and they prayed, and prayed, and prayed. Presently there was a knock on the front door. He went to answer it. It was someone from their church who had just felt to bring over some food for them for dinner. God answered their prayer. He knew what he was doing. Today on the program, I want to take a look at the third sign that Jesus performed, which is recorded in the Apostle John's account in his Gospel, the feeding of the 5,000. Let's take a look. John chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they had seen the signs and the wonders that he was doing with the sick. Jesus went up on a mountain. And here he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes, then, and seeing the large crowd that was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we going to buy bread so that these people might eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each one of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they'd eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Look, go and gather up the leftover fragments, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 
12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. What an awesome miracle or sign, as John calls it. Signs point at something. And this one points directly at the power, the truth, the authenticity of Jesus, the one who came to usher in not a worldly kingdom, but the kingdom of heaven. He was a great ministry need. The gospel was being proclaimed. Thousands were following Jesus. And now all of a sudden, they were in the middle of nowhere and they had no food. The disciples, as you and I so often do, looked at what they had in their hands, which was precious little. Jesus, however, had different plans because he had a totally different perspective on the situation from his disciples. Watchman Ni is a Chinese evangelist who was martyred for his faith and gospel work in the 1970s. This is what he wrote about this perspective, this expectation issue in relation to this sign, the feeding of the 5,000, in a booklet that he published entitled 12 Baskets Full. This is what Watchman Ni says. What do we mean when we talk about God's blessing? We mean divine activity that's not based on human activity. We mean a work of God that is not based on our work. The blessing of God is not something that we can earn by our efforts. It's not something that we can buy with our money. See, one penny should always procure one penny's worth. But if without our one penny, God gives us 10,000 pennies worth, that is his blessing. His blessing makes our calculations futile because it leaves us without any basis on which to calculate. When five small loaves provide nourishment for 5,000 people and leave a surplus that fills 12 baskets, that is God's blessing. So many of us, instead of looking to the Lord to bless the loaves, are looking at the loaves in our hands. Our one hope in the face of today's immense need is that he will perform a miracle and that he will do it by taking the bread into his hands and blessing it. When the Lord in his goodness brings us to a totally new position where we recognise the paramount importance of his blessing, then the way will be open for him to work. Here's the point that Watchman Nee is making, as I understand it. We labour away and labour away and labour away, doing God's work, we think, in his name, without the appropriate expectation of God's blessing on our work. In other words, we do it in our own strength, wondering all the time why... Is this such hard work? Why isn't it just a little bit easier? Not imagining at any point that God's supernatural power is a complete game changer. Jesus didn't have to go through some long-winded prayer. He was close to his dad in heaven, so immersed in his power that he just stepped out and did it in the power of God. And it was a complete game changer. The power of this story, in fact, the whole point, doesn't lie in how much food Jesus' miracle produced. It lies in the 12 baskets that were left over. The message is more than enough, much more than enough. And that message flies fully in the face of the little that they had at their disposal in the beginning. What the disciples hadn't reckoned on was the powerful blessing of God through Jesus Christ. But let me ask you this question then. What was it that unlocked the power of this miracle? Jesus was ready. He had the power. He had the will. But what was the key? It was the little boy who offered up all he had to be blessed by the Lord. That was the key. He could have kept it to himself. He could have hoarded it and hidden it. But he gave it to the Lord ungrudgingly, willingly, sacrificially. And the Lord blessed it and multiplied it and brought glory to Jesus. 
That man I was telling you about earlier, his name is Dick Jenkins, the founder of the K-Love Network in the US. There are three really big Christian radio networks in America, Moody Broadcasting Network, Salem and K-Love. He was that little boy sitting there with his wife that day on the kitchen floor in that day of small beginnings. He'd put everything on the line. He'd offered it all up. The Lord blessed it and multiplied it. And still today, K-Love is one of the three big radio networks impacting millions of people each day with the love of Christ. You and I too, we are that little boy. When, when we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place, when everything's run out, our money, our food, our resources, our friends, our energy, everything, that place right there is the place not to hang onto the little that we have left, but to offer it up to God with a willing heart, just like that little boy did. And he will take it and multiply it. That's what we mean by the blessing of God. For unless the Lord builds the house... Those who built it labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2. The powerful, miracle-working blessing of God. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.